What's up? I'm Hunter Bergman, and this is a recap from Monday Motivation Coworking 824. Myself and three other entrepreneurs sat down with Joshua Hample, co-founder at Certified Cell and partner at Rabbit Hole Systems. Definitely listen to the whole audio piece, because at the end, there's definitely a nugget of wisdom that you guys all want to check out. Born and raised in Canada, moved here about seven years ago. Um... I took a bizarre path through school. I mean, I, I didn't take the, you know, four years. That was not my deal. I went, I originally went into engineering, um, decided engineering wasn't really for me. Uh, took some time off, like much like you, I mean, took kind of a gap year. Uh, although I, I did not spend it. I, I shouldn't say I, should, I didn't spend it wisely, but I went and worked on cruise ships and uh, sort of explored, um, all over the place, but came back, decided I want to start a business. Uh, so I ran a painting company, finished up my business degree. Um, and then like had a really bizarre, you know, series of jobs. I was a commercial banker for a little while, um, worked with some really big clients and that was a lot of fun. Um, managed about half a billion dollars in, um, in commercial credit, uh, and then I moved to the U.S. and got into software sales, um, got into hardware sales, um, worked for a telecom uh, provider. You know, I worked for Sprint as a VP of sales there and traveled a lot. And then uh, met my business partner and we started a couple of businesses. Number one is Rabbit Hole Systems, which we do. Um, custom application and platform development and digital advertising. And, uh, and then our other one, which is certified cell, um, which is a, a platform, go figure. And uh, we are a peer to peer marketplace for buying and selling used phones uh, safely without meeting a stranger in a parking lot. So um, that business has been going now for about 18 months. We, we are still, I mean, we're bootstrapped. Um, We've grown from zero to we're about half a million in revenue a year right now. Um, and we're in nine states. We, we've got 40 locations on the wait list. Um, and it, the thing's taking off and we're raising a venture capital round right now. We actually, I don't have the term sheet in front of me, so I'm not, I don't want to say it's for sure, but uh, it, it looks like that we've, we have we have verbal commitment on a lead investor, and uh, we should hopefully be raising or finishing our raise uh, in the next thirty days. For me, anyway, the reason why I know I have the perfect co-founder is that we are polar opposites. I mean, we we've done the Gallup Strength Finder, um, and all of the things that I'm really high on, he's really low on, and vice versa. And so I think we complement each other really well. Um, so from my experience, I would say in a, in a company, especially in the beginning, um, money is typically hard to come by. And so um, having co-founders that can cover a variety of roles, I think is, is really helpful. But also I think at the end of the day, it comes down to, is this someone that I'm interested in spending a lot of time with? And we, my business partner and I did an offsite in Colorado and we were sitting on a, on a balcony in the middle of the woods at a cabin with a fire pit. And it was like two in the morning and we were hashing out different ideas. We'd written all over the windows of the cabin and um, just different, you know, 
go forward strategies for our business. And we just kind of said, you know, we're, we're about to raise money. We're about to bring people into the circle. You know, who else can we see sitting at the fire with us? And I think at the end of the day, I think it's got to be someone that you respect. Ideally, it's complementary roles, but it, it, it has to be someone you trust and respect and, and enjoy working with. Um, I, I remember when I was in, uh, when I was in college, we, the college I went to, if you've ever seen X-Men and Professor Xavier's castle, I literally went to school in that castle. Like that's actually a school. It's called Hatley Castle. It's in Colwood, British Columbia. And they filmed X-Men at that castle. Anyway, um, it, and it's beautiful. It's, it was built, the queen was supposed to move over and she was supposed to move into that house and she didn't and whatever. Anyway, um, so I was sitting in that in a classroom there and we were learning organizational behavior and they were talking about the impact of human capital and like how crazy it is to work with people because they're the X factor. They're always the X factor. I mean, numbers are numbers, you know, code is code, but people are crazy and it's awesome. And it's so good because you have to harness that crazy. I'm totally crazy and it's, it's fun. But, um, and I remember people saying, this is the dumbest, this is the easiest class, this is the dumbest class. And I, I just remember sitting there thinking, I've got 22 employees that are currently working on job sites right now. And I'm going to take exactly what I'm learning right here and I'm gonna apply it this afternoon. It's the most impactful class because dealing with people is, is going to make or break your business, whether it's a customer or an employee or, or you know, whoever, right? A stakeholder, an investor, people are everything. And so, I, I had gotten great advice one time. A good, good family friend of ours is the CFO of First National Bank. And he told me, if you aren't spending 90% of your time as an executive on people, then you're not spending your time in the right spot. He's like, I'm a CFO. I work with numbers, but 90% of my time I deal with people. And so I, I tried to take that to heart. And this was years ago. And even so when I, when I was running the telecommunications team um, every city that we had stores in I made sure every quarter I had um, a block of time just blocked off at a local coffee shop or a breakfast restaurant or wherever and I said show up off the record anytime between these times I'll buy you a coffee I'll buy you breakfast I'll, you know whatever and let's just chat it's open for them and so many people came to those I was shocked and so we bought a lot of coffees and a lot of breakfasts, but I learned some really cool things from all of those people and that, that we applied in the business. And, and I would say, I go back to every time is meet people where they're at. I mean, if, if you don't have expectations beyond what someone is willing to give you, you're not going to fuck it up with them. Um, hold them accountable. You know, I, I think, and that's why if you meet someone where they're at and, and they give you a deliverable of what they're going to hit. It's their goal. It's not yours. And you can say, you know, either great, you met your own goal or, Hey, let's push it the next time. Or you didn't. I mean, you're the one that set this target. Um, you know, how come we didn't get there? Um, how can I help support you better so that you can hit your own target? I mean, my kids hate me for this. I mean, I, I use this on them all the time. Like, how can we get to the, the point where you said you're not going to wear your shoes on the carpet? Like, come on. Um, so I, I think meet people where they're at. You'll never be disappointed. Hold them accountable. 
and and be be in service of them. I mean, if you want them to be in service of your customers and you need to be in service of them. And, and I, I frequently ask anyone that's ever worked for me is what can I do today to help you? Like, what can I do today to make your life easier? And sometimes they'll, they'll most of the time they won't tell you anything, but there's every so often they're going to give you a nugget that that's a frustration they have or, or um, something that's really, you know, it's causing a headwind for them to, to get, get done what they need to do and you can help make a change. Uh, what would, what advice would you have for young entrepreneurs either just getting along the journey or trying to scale their side hustle up? I mean, follow your vision. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that, uh, that don't want you to be successful and they may be people that you are good friends with. Um, I would say, trust yourself. If you're, if you're willing to bet on yourself, then other people would be willing to bet on you as well. And that's the one thing that, that we learned through the venture capital process was uh, one of our biggest strengths um, is our belief in our product and in our team. And um, typically in the, in the early stages of a business, you know, people will, people will shop with you, buy from you, invest in you because of your passion. And if, if, if you have a passion, then you've got to follow it. You've, you've got to believe in yourself because if you don't, no one else will. I hope you guys enjoyed our recap from 824 with Joshua Hampel. Stay tuned for our next little audio clip. And if you like it, shoot us a DM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know uh, what your biggest learning lesson was. Thanks, guys.